Hey guys, welcome to episode 20 of Four Vaginas Only. Two zero. I probably should have made some sort of like giveaway or special event surrounding episode 20. Maybe I'll do it a little bit later. I have this weird affliction with the number 27, so we'll see. But anyway, welcome to episode 20. In this episode, we are going to start off my pelvic pain series, which is going to be a few episodes just talking about the different causes of pelvic pain. In this episode in particular, we are going to discuss pain of the vulva or the outer part of the vagina. If you're not aware with what that area is, please see my first podcast episode on vagina anatomy and get your anatomy up. But seriously, everyone should be listening to or have listened to episode one of Vagina Anatomy because then you know what areas I'm talking about and you could follow along and you're learning about your body step by step. So if you haven't checked it out yet, please check out episode one of Four Vaginas Only. But we are on episode two zero tonight, so let's get started and cue the music. Hello and welcome to Four Vaginas Only, the podcast about everything female. I'm your host, Dr. Celestine, bringing you important information about understanding your health and body in the way you wish your doctor would actually explain it. Okay, welcome, welcome to Four Vaginas Only. If you don't already know, my name is Dr. Celestine. I am now a board-certified OBGYN, and this is my podcast called Four Vaginas Only, where I just like to talk about things that I wish everybody knew about their body and want to bring knowledge to as many people as I possibly can. So in this episode of Four Vaginas Only, we are talking about vulvar pain, the pain on the outside of the vagina. I do get a lot of patients that come to me um, to talk about pelvic pain, and a lot of times it is in this area. So I just wanted to go over a few reasons for the pain, um, talk a little bit about sometimes when we don't know what is causing the pain. And we're just also going to touch on what to expect when you go to your doctor's office, what they do in terms of an exam, and some possible treatments for the different conditions. So let's hop right into it. First off, let's talk about pelvic pain. We're jumping into the pelvic pain series. Let's talk a little bit about what that actually is. So the female pelvis is the lower half of the abdomen, basically the area below the belly button. And it encompasses many different structures within the abdomen, It includes not only your uterus, fallopian tubes, and ovaries, which are the structures I deal with, but it also includes the bowel, your bladder. It includes a bunch of muscles um, in the abdomen and in the pelvic floor or the bottom of the pelvis. And it also includes part of the spine. Sometimes I have people that have spine pain that radiates to the lower half of the abdomen as well. So there's many structures in the pelvis that can lead to pelvic pain. So commonly I get a lot of people coming to me saying that they have ovary pain. That's not necessarily always the case because there's lots of things on the lower right or lower left hand of your belly or your abdomen that are not just the ovary. In this episode, like I alluded to, we're going to be talking specifically about the vulva or vaginal pain, which can also be encompassed into the pelvic pain realm as well. So we'll start there. All right, so the outside of your vagina hurts. What is it? What do you do about it? You know, what's going on here? Let's talk about the difference also between acute and chronic pain. So chronic pain is something that's been going on for six months, and acute pain is basically anything that's been going on for less than that time. 
Um, and that's kind of a way to differentiate, at least when you go and talk to your doctor and they ask you how long has this been going on. It's a way for us to differentiate what the possible causes could be. Now, for pain on the vulva, it can be many different causes. One is infection. Certain infections like herpes can cause pain, especially if you're having a flare-up. Um, it can be gonorrhea or chlamydia or any other type of vaginal infection that can be irritating the vulva and causing pain, even including non-STDs like yeast infections and bacterial vaginosis can lead to pain in the vulva. So that's one of the things I always like to rule out. I ask how long the pain has been going on, if you've noticed that you've had any abnormal vaginal discharge or odor. That leads me to believe that possibly what we have causing your pain is some sort of infection. So I would usually go down that route. If that's ruled out, there's a bunch of other causes. (laughs) One other additional cause is an inflammatory kind of disease of the vulva, if that's the best way to explain it. And that is lichen. So lichen, L-I-C-H-E-N. There's lichen planus, lichen sclerosis, lichen simplex chronicus, which are basically inflammatory diseases of the vulva. And a lot of them are recurrent. They're not necessarily STDs. Um, One is kind of more associated with autoimmune diseases. One is more closely associated with um, like a dermatitis or an allergic kind of picture to it. And... They're not anything that you catch from anybody else. It's just an inflammatory reaction of the skin and tissues of the vulva. And most commonly, it presents with itching. Sometimes it can have some skin changes associated with it. And it's usually a severe um, itching. Now, if I rule out an infection and possible other causes based off of how our discussion goes, I may diagnose you with lichen, sclerosis, planus, or simplex chronicus. And one of the main things that I do to evaluate for that is a biopsy of the vulva, of the outside of the vagina, which most people don't like to do. But to be honest, it's not that bad. I just normally do a, take a little piece of the skin, send it to a lab for analysis so they can tell me what's going on under the skin. And that's how they can see if there's a lichen reaction or that inflammatory reaction that is associated with lichen. And that's usually treated with topical steroid cream for a designated amount of time. And the infections, like we mentioned previously, are treated based off exactly what infection you have. So that's pretty self-explanatory. Now, sometimes another thing that I do biopsies for, if I'm concerned, especially if I see a lesion on the vulva or an abnormality in the skin, or if I've treated you for one thing and it's not really getting any better, I will do a biopsy, not only looking for a possible lichen or to take a little closer look at the the skin of the vulva, but I want to make sure that it's not a cancerous process. So yes, you can get cancer of the vulva. Some of the cancers of the vulva are related to HPV, similar to the precancerous and cancerous changes on the cervix related to HPV, and some are not related to HPV specifically, and the biopsy can show me if that is going on as well. Now, don't jump to conclusions. The majority of the time, a vulvar pain is not related to cancer, I would say. Not that I know the exact statistic, but just what I see every day is not normally a cancer situation. 
But I just wanted to let everybody out there know that that is a possibility. And that's why you shouldn't be ignoring any vulvar pain or vulvar discharge or vulva skin changes that you're experiencing. Make sure that you go see your doctor because it can be something that's severe. Okay? Continuing on, and now that I've dropped the C-bomb. So another reason why people have pain of the vulva is dryness of the vagina, which actually comes with two different things. One is menopause, which a lot of people are aware of. You get older, the average age of menopause is around 51 years old. Your estrogen decreases and that causes the tissues of the vagina to be more dry and it causes the vagina to become more narrow, which usually it can cause some pain without provoking it. But a lot of times I see people come to me complaining of this pain when they have sex. So when the penis is going into the vagina just on the outside, because the vagina is so narrow and drier than usual, it causes pain, which makes sense, right? But another way that this happens is when you're breastfeeding, okay? So when you're breastfeeding, it also drops your estrogen. So if you've ever wondered why you don't necessarily get a period when you're breastfeeding, it's because your estrogen is dropped for just a simplistic description of why that is for you all. And that leads to similar issues with dryness of the vagina, which can cause pain, especially I've seen it with intercourse as well. So those are that's another reason why you can have vulva pain. Now, the treatment for those, well, usually I can tell from exam and by uh, history as well um, what is going on in terms of vaginal dryness. And the first thing I tell people to try is just a KY jelly, especially if it's only hurting when you're having sex, is to use lubrication. Lubrication will help and it should relieve the symptoms during the time of sex. Now, if you're having symptoms when you're not having sex, um, lubrication can still work. There's also vaginal moisturizers that can be prescribed. I really just like to start with non-hormonal medications prior to jumping into anything like vaginal estrogen. Because sometimes they work great, especially if you're only having the vaginal dryness because you're breastfeeding. It's just a temporary thing, short period of time. It should return back to baseline once you stop breastfeeding. So just using lubrication here and there when needed is usually beneficial. Now, those are just, what did I mention? One, two, three, four, five causes possibly in generalities of vulvar uh, pain. There are a few more, but that's the general categories and general gist of what um, me as a physician and any doctor out there is kind of looking for. Keywords, things from you as in terms of when it started and how long it's been going on and any additional associated symptoms. You guys know the things we ask when you go to the doctor. <laughs> but there's also one more thing that um, can be the cause of pelvic pain, and that is something called vulvodynia. It's basically... And I don't know what's causing your pelvic pain. That's basically what it means. Um, it's three months at least of having this vulvar pain without any source. We've ruled out infection. We've ruled out inflammation. We've ruled out any vaginal dryness or possible skin changes that could be cancer, although that's a very low chance. We've ruled everything out, okay? And now we're not really sure what it is. And that's when it falls under the category of vulvodynia. Now, that can be localized pain. I've seen people have an exact point where they point to on the outside of the vagina that always hurts them. You know, 
they've tried everything under the sun and it's still there. And it can also be with contact, similar to the vaginal dryness, but it happens every time you have sex and there is no dryness, there is no infection, there is no cause that we can come up with. That falls under the category of vulvodynia, which honestly is the most stressful of the causes because you, me, I guess, I put people through the ringer. You have to test many different things and then you come up with nothing and then you have to tell someone, you know, I don't know what's causing this pain. So it is really frustrating. And to be honest, it's frustrating on both sides, not just for you, but for me, because I'm really trying to find a cause because sometimes the I don't know or the vulvodynia becomes the most complicated to treat. So for vulvodynia, there's many different ways that treatment can be attempted. It can be some self-care measures, which I'll get to in a little bit, which I really think everybody should be following, not just those that have any vaginal issue. But it can also be a series of medications, dietary changes, some physical therapy, some counseling, and as the last resort usually is some type of surgical procedure. Now, the self-care stuff. This is what mostly everybody should be doing with their vagina and their vulva. Make sure you're keeping it clean, rinsing with warm water and gently patting it, not severely rubbing it or scrubbing it dry, okay? Don't wear any tight-fitting pants or tight-fitting underwear, making your vagina all claustrophobic. That doesn't, it's not breathing well. It's not good for anyone. You need to make sure that you're not wearing pantyhose, especially if it's really, really tight pantyhose that don't have a cotton area in the crotch. Um, Don't use any, this is a big one, do not use any pads or tampons that have scent to them, especially if you're prone to vaginal infections. You should not be using any scented thing. Don't put anything with any type of scent near the vulva, okay? Because scents are... You know, they're added on there with oils and different products, and a lot of people are irritated by them. And by irritated, I don't just mean, you know, you're mad at it, but your vagina and your vulva can become red and kind of almost have an allergic reaction to it, which could lead to some vulvar pain and vulvar diagnoses, okay? So stay away from those. Do not use any perfumed soap. I always say just the plain Dove or Dial soap, unscented, like the one for the sensitive skin that has no extra ingredients in it. That's what you could use if you wanted to kind of just wash the outside of the vaginal area. Do not wash the inside of the vagina. Do not put any douching or any water inside the vagina, especially not any soapy water or anything inside the vagina because that messes with the normal vaginal bacteria and can actually lead to an infection as opposed to keeping it clean. So those are my basic vaginal care strategies, and that's what I tell most people, to be honest, and not just those that have vulvar pain or vulvar problems that I've diagnosed, but that's also something to keep in mind, especially if you are prone to vulvar pain and issues with the vulva. So yeah, that's it. That's the pretty much rough summary of the causes of vulvar pain, wrapping up the very first episode in this series of pelvic pain. Next time, we'll delve a little bit deeper into the structures in the abdomen and what can be causing pelvic pain and that aspect, which I know a lot of people are curious about because I get a lot of a lot of patients coming to me talking about, like I mentioned, ovary pain or uterine pain. That's not necessarily the case, but you don't realize that. So stay tuned for the additional upcoming episodes of Four Vaginas Only, where we talk more about pelvic pain in the pelvic pain series. That is a wrap, guys. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to episode 20 of Four Vaginas Only and the Pelvic Pain series. I hope you guys learned a little bit and I hope you have lots of questions. Ask me anything. Like always, I can't answer any specific medical questions, which I know is hard for a lot of you guys. It's hard for me too sometimes. But leave me some comments. Please subscribe and rate to this podcast. Please follow Four Vaginas Only on Instagram where you'll get to know a little bit more about each episode and about little old me. And... um I can't wait to talk to you guys again in the next episode.